Welcome, B-Movie fans, to another B-Movie interview. I'm Paul. And I'm Corey. And joining us today is Michelle Coverly. Michelle is a filmmaker here to talk about her new short film, The Wick. Michelle, welcome to our show. Hey, how are you doing? Doing well, thank you. First of all, I just want to say congrats on your um, Indiegogo uh, campaign. Thank you. Yeah, it was quite a successful one, actually. We raised um, uh, £3,395. Um, but we also had £3,000 in private donations outside the campaign, too. So we've just got um, just under £6,500. So I'm pretty chuffed about that. Awesome. Congrats. <laughs> Thanks. What inspired you to become a filmmaker? Uh, well, I'm actually originally an actor, actor-performer. My background is in circus, and um, I started playing around doing more kind of acting uh, the past few years. Um, but I actually found it quite frustrating that there are, there's not that many female protagonists in film, really. So I thought I'd actually write a film with a lead female and it's a really female driven story so that's pretty much what kind of got me into the actual filmmaking part so how about you tell us a little bit about your upcoming film the wick so it's it's um period drama set in um the early 1800s uh when witch trials were illegal but the persecution still continued anyway um uh, this is a story based in the uk um and so the law was passed in 1735 that uh, witchcraft ceased to be an act punishable by law. But it didn't really stop uh, vigilante communities, mob mentality, kind of radicalization. So my story is based about a woman who practices herbal healing. Her name is Esther. And she witnesses her friend's murder at the hands of this lawless witch hunter with his mob. Um, and she decides that enough is enough. And she basically uh, tries to strive for justice. So it's it's kind of like that. <laughs> Sounds pretty cool. What inspired the idea for The Wick? Well, actually, my agent, my acting agent, she thought that I was actually, um, I would be quite good for period drama, but I've never really been in anything like that. So she decided, like, if, if I write a small scene for my showreel, um, and that's actually how it came about. Um, and then uh, one of my friends who's also in, uh, she's a, indie filmmaker too she said that it was quite a good concept and she said I should actually make it into a um, short film and at the start I was like no I really don't want to do it it's too much work I've been in a lot of like um, indie films feature films um, short films in the past as an actor and I know how how hard it is really to make it from scratch so I really wasn't really into it at the start but actually I realized I, you know, I got quite a good idea. So um, I just started writing a prolonged script and it just kind of came about from there, really. How far into the filmmaking process are you right now? So we've just raised the funds. So we're basically in pre-production now. Uh, we're aiming to shoot in, in about May this year. I've just actually welcomed another producer on board because it's, it's a lot of work <laughs> for me to do just on my own and, and the director also. So we met yesterday and uh, we're, we're really getting ahead of ourselves with like um, trying to find out more film locations gathering the crew together we're going to meet next week to do the casting 
uh, or at least talk about, you know, like uh, what actors we'd like to cast for it. So pre-production at the moment. You know, making a period piece really seems like it would come with its own set of challenges. Yeah. What do you think you're going to face in making this movie? Um, well, because it's my first film that I've actually made. I think there's going to be a lot of things that I, I don't even know <laughs> at the moment. Um, I've got quite an experienced crew already on board with the other producer, Matt, and um, the, the director, Vicky. And we are... It's, it's hard to say. Um, there's so much more you have to think about with period drama because the locations have to be perfect, you know, like even the, down to the props, down to, you know, every tiny little detail that you're going to see on screen. You know, it involves a lot more money as well because of the costume and, and that lot too. So I think, you know, we're probably going to come across like hurdles along the way. But at the moment, like, I really don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta keep out all the, like, anachronisms and things like that. No one can, like, be seen with a cell phone or anything. Yeah, definitely. But we're, we're kind of, like, um, we were thinking of um, filming it in and, in and around London. But just yesterday, we actually decided that it might actually be better if we take it outside of London. It's still up in the air, to be honest. But um, to get, like, the vast countryside... It would be easier if we're we're based kind of outside London, really, uh, in some like little village or something. Um, I think it will probably make it a bit easier. I think. <laughs> what do you think is the most unique aspect of the film? It's basically that this film is based in a time when most people don't realise that witch trials and witch persecution still continued. Most people, you know, um, are aware that it kind of happened around, you know, Salem times, you know, like, um, and also over here in the, the, Pendle, the Pendle Hill cases, like in the 15th to 17th century. But actually, um, it happened, well, it's actually still happening around the world now in, in places like Peru, um, India, Papua New Guinea, just by researching this I'm, I'm actually looking for stories like that in in the news so i'm actually finding it more than most other people and it's actually pretty shocking that it's still happening now but the actual story of the film yeah it's set in the um early 19th century so most people think that it was actually over then in the uk but it wasn't so that's what makes it unique i think really definitely wow i had no idea things like that were still going on in different parts of the world yeah, I actually, um, just when I was doing my crowdfunding campaign, I was doing a lot of social media and putting up a lot of articles um, to try and get people involved and aware of, of this subject to make it relevant for now. And I found one, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't actually believe it myself. In October last year, a Peruvian woman, woman was burnt at the stake for, for three days. She was 73 years old. Of course, she died. And it's absolutely shocking because she was um, presumed to be a witch. Um, a lot of small communities, they still believe in that kind of thing. It happens a lot over in India as well, but also more to do with trying to control women as well. Because women over there, they're thought to be quite just like minority people. It's just a massive subject, really. Still a very patriarchal society. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was looking for, basically. But yeah, it's a very patriarchal society. And so to control women, they kind of brand women as witches because just the name even witch sounds 
terrible to most people, but actually it's not really the case. That's another kind of aspect of my film, like radicalization, women's rights, that kind of thing. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> what impression are you hoping to leave your audience with after they see The Wick? Of course, like I want to shock them to kind of prove that it's still happening around the world. I want them to be immersed into this world and I want them to understand how how easily they could be radicalized, how they can be changed when they're not even realizing it, to make them understand how easy it was back then and even now to get into that kind of situation when you don't even realize you're getting into that kind of situation. So I want to kind of take them into that kind of world really as well, about doubting themselves, doubting the people around them. Yeah, I think it's good to kind of shock people sometimes with certain content. Just because you don't see something going on doesn't mean it's not actually going on. So, yeah, I definitely definitely think yeah, it's a exactly. good way of going about it. Yeah, exactly. What qualities do you think make a great film? And could you give us some examples of films that you would consider great? I watch quite a few films. Um, I never really remember... <laughs> names of directors or people involved in them it's terrible I have a really bad memory for that kind of thing but I always even a bad film you always get something good out of it you learn like you know what not to do or you know there's always some good aspects of of any film really I'm very visual so I like like highly visual films but I also like symbolism as well so I really want to try and put that into my film with symbols things representing something that you only really realize or it's kind of going into your subconscious um until like near to the end i just like vast vastness cinematic films really yesterday i watched arrival by uh, dennis villeneuve you think it's going in one direction and right at the end like you really don't know where you are it's a such a beautiful film I found myself feeling like so um, emotional in that with all these different glimpses of visual stuff that he creates and uncertainty as well. I love The Witch. That was uh, last. That was released last year. I'd love my film to kind of look like that, at least like with the set and stuff. But of course, I don't have that much money. But you know, they've really uh, captured the timing perfectly and the eeriness of it and the essence of the story. Also, the village also is something that I like as well. I like I love like psychological thrillers and things that are very visually stimulating, but also has some kind of dark edge to it, and also some kind of mystery, basically. <laughs> Definitely, kind of like an atmospheric kind of experience where you're really kind of stepping into a world that's different yeah. that's created by the director. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, what philosophies or beliefs, if any, do you follow when working on a film? Um, I'm pretty much open to everything and anything. I'm pretty flexible, but I can also, if, if I want my way, I, I normally get it. <laughs> but I think like collaboration is the key, basically. Uh, you, you have to make everyone feel like they're doing something, you know, being, being a part of it. And also, you know, if it is just one person's vision, it doesn't generally always work. I always think you know all the projects that I've been involved with all the projects I've actually created in the past not actually to do with film I realize actually that it is all about collaboration and um, getting on um, working with the people that you you know you really like but also respect as well that's my main thing just um, collaboration and what advice would you give to someone who wants to create an independent film of their own 
I say that you need to do your research really well, draft your scripts as many times as possible, <laughs> get lots of people to read your script. Don't be too um, protective over things. Um, at the start, I I was thinking, oh, yeah, I don't want that many people to read it because they might, you know, take my idea or something like that. And that's actually the wrong approach that you should really take. Um, you know, of course, like, you know, you have to trust the people that you're going to give your script to or your idea to. Basically, um, you know, be, be really open to other people's suggestions. And, you know, sometimes when you think you are right, sometimes you're wrong. So it's more about that core, core thing, really, about just trusting people and, and you know, trusting yourself. But also, uh, you know, loads of preparation. Go with how it feels. Like, my, my film, it's just taking off on its own. It's like turning into this own, his own animal, basically. It's like, I always say it's turning into a monster because it's grown to a size that I never thought it would be, really. Um, I thought I was going to be filming it last summer, um, but that's not the case. It's like, you know, I started writing it about a year ago, a year and a bit ago. So um, take your time. No one's waiting for your film. That's basically it. Now, there's one more question we like to ask everyone. Okay. Paula... I think I, is. I, think I, I listened to one of your... Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, pa Paul and I discuss this quite often, and it's, it's always fun to get everybody's opinion we can on the matter, but what, yeah. what is your opinion on hairless cats? I love them. They're very cute. Thank you. <laughs> You know, more, it's, it's I mean, like, like, it's like I, one I love, in every I love ten cats, people. To be honest, like, but um, you know, like, I, my cat is, you know, she she's like a long-haired tabby cat, so she's very fluffy and furry, and I love it. But I've seen, yeah, I've seen pictures of the furless cats, and they're very unique. I love their ears. It looks like they've got really big heads um, and skinny bodies, but they're really cute, and they don't always like. You think that they're hairless, but they're not. They're kind of like velvety kind of skin, a little bit of fur. So, yeah, it's you know, it's like not, a, yeah. <laughs> a peach fuzz kind of thing that they've got going on there. Well, yeah, like they're, they're, very, they're very cute. I wouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah, I something about it. Just when I look at hairless cats, it's like we've just, we've done wrong. We've experimented with animals far too much. Like, this is science gone <laughs> you know, bad. It looks like that. It does. It yeah, I mean, I, I totally get when people, you know, say that they really, they, they get really freaked out by them. But, I mean, like, are they, I mean, is it a freak of nature? Or, are, like, did it just happen genetically and then they just stopped growing fur? Or, I don't know, really. But I think, no, I, I definitely don't think it's an experimentation. I think generally, like, with breeds of cats, I mean, I'm going to sound like a, you know, like a an old crazy cat woman now, which most of my friends think I actually am, but... Um, <laughs> But usually when usually when things like this happen, it is just a genetic fault, um, and then breeders like that, and so then they in you know breed them with slightly kind of cats with less hair type thing, and then it comes like comes out like that. So um, yeah, I don't you know they're cute, <laughs> they're really cute. So where is that we can follow you to learn more about the Wick and any other of your future projects? So, um, at the moment, this is my only one. I've actually got, I started another script before the wick, um, but I still need to work on that after the, <laughs> after the wick. But, uh, you can find us, um, on Facebook. So, um, the wick short film, um, if you type that into Facebook, um, 
We also are on um, Instagram, the same thing, um, the Wick short film. And if you get onto Facebook, you'll you'll probably find like a few other kind of details as well with a, um, my Twitter account. And um, yeah, but it's mostly at the moment Facebook. But I think we might be getting a, a website soon. So um, yeah, so please follow us. <laughs> There's a lot of information on there as well about um, the whole subject matter as well. So um, lots of reading to do for you. So there you have it, folks. The Wick, a short film focusing around the trials and mistreatment of women during the witch trials of the 1800s. Michelle, thank you for joining us today, and it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Hey, thanks very much. <laughs> thanks more about the film. Yeah, sure. Thank you very See much. much. Bye. If you have an independent film you're working on and would like to discuss it, you can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. Don't forget to listen to our podcast. We review a different B-movie each week. New episodes every Friday on our website, bmoviebros.com. If you have a movie you'd like us to review or any additional comments, feel free to leave a message below. This has been another B-movie interview. We are the B-movie bros saying... Be brave, be alive, and be back next time.